0: There are two types of speakers, those who are nervous and those who are liars. But if you know the nerves are coming, you'll be able to handle them. You got this. Hey everybody, this is Speak Easy with Eric Egan. I've made a career out of speaking in front of people and a camera, learning a ton about this craft along the way. How to be comfortable and exude confidence, learning from my mistakes, which have been plenty, and becoming accustomed to harnessing that nervous energy we all experience. I say all that because I know how important standing up in front of a crowd of two or a hundred can be in all of our professions. And I'm here to show you, I can help you perfect your pitch. Let's do it. Hey everyone, welcome in. This is your host, Eric Egan. You're listening to Speak Easy with Eric Egan. It's been a little bit. I I welcome everybody back in to the podcast. I'm I'm glad you're here and I'm excited to chat today. Um, A little off script today, just kind of want to talk about something that caught my eye and I wouldn't be bringing it up if several people who are close to me or several people that I've met or interacted with throughout my profession or even in my personal life kind of had not expressed the same feeling. And the genesis of this comes from an article that I read recently in the Atlantic. Um, and it's all about making friends in midlife and why that's difficult. What are the challenges? Um, I would say I, I fall into that category. Um, late thirties, early forties, that type, you know, young family and, and not all of our listeners, but, but those who, those who are of that age, um, of course we thank you and, and, and I love you and, and I'm glad you're here. So, so I I think, and I hope this will kind of speak to you, but so the woman who wrote this writing from experience, she had recently turned 40 and she moved from New York to Montana and, um, she kind of had to start all over again and just made some really interesting points about whether you're single, whether you're a couple, uh, and and as a couple that could be, um, married or not. Um, of course you add kids to the mix and that can complicate things, but I want to say it's so common for people to pick up and move or, or to relocate. And I'm based here in middle Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. and, And it's a city that has a ton of transplants. So folks who are moving here, They kind of go through that sort of thing and they start all over and they, a lot of the people you meet, if you do have children are, or a result of what your kids are doing or maybe if they're in the same school. So you're kind of forced into these relationships. Sometimes they stick, sometimes they don't. Um, But again, I go back to some of these conversations I have had with, with people close to me. And, And that also can include family, siblings, my wife and you know, people are out there looking for their people and you you reminisce with this idea of nostalgia of, of the relationships of the past or the, the handful of people that you might still kind of keep in contact with guys. Maybe that's from your high school or or college days or freshly out of college when you're all sort of out there working your first jobs, you're dating, you're, you know, you're experiencing those similar formative relationships or moments. And and I'll speak on that a little bit further here as we dig in, but that's all where this idea comes from. So this woman, she, um, she was dating a guy who was pretty serious. And so she decided to move out to Montana where he took a job and she left New York city and a complete change of life lifestyle, of course. And one of those, there were a number of statistics that just hit me right across the right across the face, listening to this article or excuse me, reading this article online. Um, get this Americans spend 41 minutes a day socializing. That's not a whole, that's not a lot. Our lives used to revolve around getting together with friends for happy hours, uh, during the week, of course on weekends and and, the average age now that, or back then I should say again, if you're with me in midlife mode, I know that sounds weird saying it out loud. I hope it lands a little softer for your ears, but the average age we meet our best friends is 21. What were we doing when we were, what were you doing guys? I know what I was doing. I was in college, in the heart of college, um, had a, had a pretty tight group. We were going through, you know, all the things that, a. A 20 something college guy goes through meeting women, um, meeting friends, interviewing for jobs, working, you know, the part time jobs to make a little money, going out on the weekends, uh, trying to, to, to figure out what our next steps were going to be after graduation, all that stuff. Just the impactful, I'll, I go back to the, that word formative that I said a, just a few minutes ago. Um, you bond over those experiences. That make you who you are, not only in your young 20s, but then throughout, you know, throughout your, um, throughout adulthood. When I, right when I personally graduated college, I took a job in a very small town in Texas. So I moved from Ohio to Texas and it was, I was all, I was all on my own. But the whole point of this is you're thrown to this experience and it's kind of like sink or swim. And so I matured extensively during that time that I spent my first job uh, in, in Texas so those are the types of moments in relationships when you're making those relationships you're a young person you don't think about it probably in that moment but you know I still talk to a handful of people more than that thankfully thank goodness and I don't get to see them all the time um, we still keep in touch but we live in different parts of the country now so that's why is is that midlife making friends you know feeling gets a little more difficult these days because you you yearn and you long for what in your mind at least are those relationships that that you can't replace that formed how many ever years ago um i go back to that stat we spend 41 minutes a day socializing uh now when we were younger we had more time to do it and what do we do with that time now well You know, other things get in the way, whether it's commitments for family, work, travel, you making friends later in life, you don't really have that luxury. And if you do have a few minutes or a free weekend night, you might spend it. Hopefully, you know, you spend it with your spouse or, or maybe you just don't have the energy to get out there and, and make, you know, make a new friend, one that might last, uh, um, long-term, I should say. How about this uh, this note? The 30s, this is according to the author, the 30s are the decade where friendships go to die. That's sad. Um, and the 40s were, are, I should say, all about platonic dating. In, in the article, if you want to seek it out, it's in The Atlantic, and it's titled, Why Making Friends in Midlife is So Hard. And she writes, I thought I was done dating, But after moving across the country, I had to start again, this time in search of platonic love. And I read that part because she went on to Bumble, the dating app, looking for friends. I didn't know you could do this. I've been married since 2012. I'm one of the lucky ones. I never dabbled in the online dating thing, but excuse me. She was finding herself just after she moved out to Montana, trying to find relationships. You need friends. You need more than that that voice that's your spouse or that voice that's a sibling on the phone. You need people to bounce things off of. Ladies, you need your girls. Guys, you need your fellows, your bros. So I understand that. And that's why I'm bringing it up. You know, people have their own circles. If, if you move somewhere new, you move into a new neighborhood, you're looking for people that you have stuff in common with, it can be a challenge to break into the circles or cliques that are already formed. Um, it's also more of a challenge, I think, later on to find the common ground with people that you were surrounded by in your college years or, or in your early 20s. Chances are everybody's doing their first or second job. They're just getting into the workforce in their 20s. Or in college, you're kind of all in that same mode. Nowadays, you meet somebody in your, your mid-30s to early 40s and Everybody can be at a different part in their life. Financially, that's huge. You got to take that into account. That can dictate the things you do, the vacations you take, you know, the restaurants you go to, all that stuff, concerts you see, you know, you name it. Uh, I already mentioned this. Kids play a factor. So it's much more difficult to align, I think, our lives, our adult lives later in life than it is when you're a bit younger. Um, I made this joke in an earlier podcast and, and it was... Why do guys have such a hard time asking guys for their phone numbers? And, and I think the fellas have a little bit more of a struggle, <clears throat> excuse me, finding the best ways to make good guy friends the second time around. I say second time around. I mean, after that initial run when we're a bit younger. And you want to find, it's a tall task, but I'm a true believer your true friends are the ones who are indeed happy for you when you do well and they want the best for you. They want to see you succeed. Um, You feel that it's tangible. And I think it's also just as tangible when, when you do have a friend and and they might be an acquaintance. Everybody's not your best friend, but you can kind of pick those apart. um, Meaning the ones who are in your corner and are, you know, truly happy for your successes versus the ones that, you know, might feel better about propping themselves up on some of your struggles. It's real life, unfortunately. All right, I'm just going to run just a, my quick list of, of why it's hard. What I was thinking when I went over this, you know, this, this read. Um, relocation. People are moving. Like I said before, different states. A lot of folks here in the Nashville area that that I come in, in contact with, they're relocating from all over. Whether it's the Northeast, whether it's out west, even Canada, I've met a lot of them. It, it, it's hard because some people have children, some don't, or some people have newborns and toddlers, and some, you know, some of you guys out there with kids who who might be like anywhere from age eight to age fifteen. It's just different when when your kids kind of more self-sustaining, sustaining is not the right word, but you get it. They can kind of take care of themselves. Uh, the pandemic, how much has that thrown everything for a loop in terms of those that maybe we don't see these people that much anymore, or, um, you know, you have to quarantine or we, we work remote. We don't, we don't get to see our work friends and, and hang out and establish that, that work morale that we used to have. Um, Social division, you know it's it's been it's been a rough go in our country and and sometimes, whether it's political or or, or social um, I would say over the last couple of years, I know some friendships out there have ended or have gone from a little smoother to a bit more rocky, just given everybody's kind of heightened sense of 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 sensitivity better or worse because it can definitely be good and then sometimes it, it, can, it can cause a bit of a stir. And then finances, I, I, I alluded to that earlier. Finances are, are important and if we ignore that, I think we're ignoring such a significant part of, of lives as a, as a young adult or you know a midlife adult. Um, they can really dictate if you can connect with somebody. If one person is in one tax bracket and, and the other person is in the other, that's a bit lower than that, some true animosity can arise. And it's hard to kind of build on a, a, a foundational friendship or relationship when you're not in the same boat. So there are so many factors that complicate this, guys. So why am I bringing this up? Why is this? This isn't meant to be all, all doom and gloom. Of course, I have some thoughts about it. I'm talking about it because I want to encourage you guys to use some of those speaking skills and, and, and how I, I, you know, I've talked about it in recent episodes about being a tourist in town and, and, you know, throwing the, the risk assessment to the wayside and just jumping out there and, and just getting involved in something or, or having a short memory and not really worrying about the consequence. That's what my advice is in this sort of relationship world where, goodness, I'm raising my hand. How many times, whether you are a single or, or a married couple, have you gone out on a, on a date with another couple and you guys haven't hung out, you haven't hung out again, or you've done it once and you've really intended to, but life happens and it complicates things. And the next time you do it might be three months later. And then the next time you do it, one side has to cancel because somebody has COVID, whatever it might be, or the next time it just doesn't work out. And then you never see them again. And what maybe could have been like a, a great friendship just doesn't happen. These things are real and that's why I'm bringing it up. So I just want you all to know you're not alone. And, and those next neighbors who live across the street and, and you guys are somewhat close in age, they're thinking the same thing. Um, how do you know? How do you know if you've made like a legitimate friend When you're 35 years old, when you're 40 years old, unfortunately, you might not know for about 10 years, 10 years, you know, maybe a little, maybe five to eight. If that seems like such a long time, it's not, it goes by so quick. Right. Um, But you don't, we don't have the luxury to look back on it at this point in life. But if I, if I can give any advice, I would say continue trying and the work you put in, you will, it will it will, you'll get that return on investment. It will pay you back. You know, don't look at it as I'm 40 years old. I, I don't have a core group around me. Instead, see it like I have the next 20 to 40 years of my life to make fantastic friendships or to establish or, or to build upon relationships that could be even more rewarding as the ones that I still cling to from when I'm in my early 20s. I think that's the outlook we got to have. However you spin it, though, life has not taken its final shape. The author of the Atlantic article uh, quoted Emily Dickinson, who said this. Uh, Emily Dickinson was um, speaking on heaven. She was kind of giving her landscape or her vision. And she said, I see a large blue sky, bluer and larger than the biggest I've seen in June. And in it are my friends, all of them every one of them. That paints an incredible picture, doesn't it? Well, the author of the article, she says, when I imagine my life, I love this, in another 40 years time, full of old friends, yes, but also friends that I've yet to meet. And it looks like the sketch of heaven, indeed. There's still time. It's not easy. We're all out there. You know, there's man, how many times, how about this one where you go out and, and the wife connects with the wife, but the guy, you know, Hey, I'm in the, whatever it is, I'm into the NFL playoffs, and the other guys never watched, you know, a minute of sports in his life. And, and the fellas just don't connect, or maybe the guys do connect and they're both musicians and, and they, you know, they really see eye to eye on music and they have so many things in common, but the, the wives don't, for whatever reason that might be. There's always a reason or there are plenty unfortunately of, of things that get in the way. Um, but this is this is a huge caveat. It just takes time. but look for that article. I'll, I'll let me pull it right up here. Please bear with me on the time here. It's in the Atlantic. It's a recent read. It's a good one. It's called Why Making Friends in Midlife is so hard. Give some good advice. I hope you've sort of gleamed some of that that advice also from from a quick listen today um, It's retrospective just, just just know that there's so many of us out there and yeah there is some difficulty in, in it but laugh and guys I've said this before if you meet a meet a guy you're playing golf or or you know you see him at the gym or, or go grab a beer get his number grab a beer, have a bourbon. That's what I'm all about here on, um, on of course, Speakeasy with Eric Egan sipping on some some Eagle Rare guys single barrel earlier uh, earlier this evening. Just jump in and do it, because tomorrow, obviously, nothing's guaranteed. So thanks all for listening. We are we're all going through it together. In terms of the speaking thing, it's hard. You never really know if your stuff is landing or not. My advice is to put yourself out there, take that leap. It always, The nerves always feel a little bit heavier and a little more pronounced inside you, but people on the other side, people watching you, they don't even know about it. Um, it's all natural. We all go through it. You're not alone. We're in this together. Check out the website, guys. SpeakEasyEgan.com. Everything I offer in terms of streamlined, in terms of one-on-one speaking, uh, training and coaching stuff. Also, corporate events, uh, corporate workshops. It's all there. SpeakEasyEgan.com. Also, the Instagram at SpeakEasyEgan. This is fun. Fun kind of diving into different um, life lessons or or, uh, just some of those hard things we all go through. If we don't talk about them, they're just going to fester and it's just going to get more hard. So let's, let's air it out. Let's get it out in the open. As I say always, when I leave you, remember this. Be confident, be memorable, be you. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you again soon.